I love this physical process of creating these images. Yeah, likewise. It's actually very freeing. Yeah. And um, also, because the outcomes are less predictable than digital, it's more exciting. Yeah. Why do we like that? Why? I thought photographers were not, you know, to be negative, but sort of control freaks that we wanted to get the perfect this, the perfect that. Yeah. But did we ever? <laughs> that, that's the thing. I don't think I ever had. I'm, I'm still, you know, I, if I shot a wedding tomorrow, I'd still be looking for the perfect shot and true. coming away thinking, shit, why didn't I get that? Right. <laughs> that's so true. But, you know, yeah. The great thing is the surprise with, um, especially with pinhole photography. And, and I really love solographs as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Cause you, you just, you have, you have no idea what's going to come out and it's always magical whether it's worked or not there's always some magic there because it's unexpected i love it um i used beer cans that i found you know in the hedgerows yeah yeah <laughs> um so you know it costs practically nothing just the black and white paper that you shove inside really yeah and i love the the distortion that the, the cylindrical can can give you yes um, and I used them a lot in my solographs as well, because you get a lovely arc of the sun over several days, you know, months, weeks. Um, yes. Have you had a go at solographs yet? No, but I've seen your work. Um, do you now look at, you know, places differently because of this, you know? Yes. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I'm not a city girl. I'm a country bumpkin. We live in a farming village. Mm -hmm. um but when i when lockdown was happening i did actually sneak into our local city in norwich um where i knew i don't know why i like churches i'm not religious but i'm highly spiritual nature's my my religion i suppose um but when i'm in town i do like to get churches um and just again that distortion that you get and you don't quite know whether you're going to fit it all in or not. And hey, presto, when you've fitted the whole bloody cathedral inside a, pin, a beer can, it's a miracle. <laughs> I make it the same way. Uh, it's it's um, Now, have you, how many uh, would you put out? Do you just do one or do you have a little notebook where you're keeping track of a multiple? Well, interesting you ask. No, I only ever take one shot. I either get it or I don't. Mm -hmm. um i tried not to be precious because i was precious throughout my career as you know wedding photographer yes um and i really a lot of them i would just kind of guess the time in fact some of my favorites have been when i've not even had my phone or timer or anything on me mm -hmm. and i've just put the can down exposed walked around in a circle for a bit and then and then you know sealed it back up with a tape <laughs> yeah um so yeah, I tried to be very um, happy-go-lucky with it. Yes, and a lot, a lot of the times it doesn't work, which is again is fine. Yeah, you know, or I might have put the paper in back to front. <laughs> I've done that a lot. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you do yeah. you do you set that up in a, a a dark room or a darkish room or is this yeah a dark okay. Yeah, I, when it's uh, yeah, when I'm doing pinhole photography, it's always yeah. I develop in a, a darkened bedroom basically. I've got a little red safe light, 
mm-hmm. um, and I use this the the um, dev stop fix basically. Okay. Um, I right. have actually re- recently I have given away most of my photographic paper and most of my chemicals because I, I as much as I exhausted them, I did not like to like put them. I don't want to pollute the atmosphere. <laughs> Yeah. I was feeling a little bit sick each time I did it. You know, I'd exhaust and exhaust and exhaust them. But yeah. I don't even use bleach in my house. My my garden's all organic. And it kind of rubbed me up the wrong way. I was like, I'm not actually being true to myself in using the chemicals. Okay. So I did I did think about going down the caffeinol route. I was going to ask that. That was my next yeah. question. Yeah, but I, I, I never did. I... Um, no, I never did. I only two weeks ago actually gave the gave all my kit to a guy who runs the Lensless podcast. I don't know if you've come across that. Uh, I think I've heard that one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Lensless podcast. So he he's not too far away from me. He's only, what, 50 miles or so. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to get into, you know, the, you were talk, I think you were touching on anthotypes. You were talking about plant matter using. Yes. Um, yeah so anthotypes i think i'm going to go down that route more and printing um onto leaves and stuff yes that's using, another one that we're, that we that we are supposed to try and uh yeah i, have a, I don't actually yeah. i don't even know what they're called what are they chloride types i believe that, that is it that is it yeah okay uh-huh. good <laughs> i love that you're um you have such a playful sort of take on this you know it um Again, it seems like the opposite of, I studied with a bunch of photographers at a local college and, you know, one guy worked for Ansel Adams and they're wonderful, precise. You could ask them anything. They knew everything. This is so different, this type of photography, you know, it's so um, serendipitous or something. Yes, definitely. And I think that's another reason why I, you know, I, I, I only actually started recording my timings on some of these exposures and i only did it for a couple of weeks because i thought i'm i you know the light's different today mm-hmm. it's it's nothing like it was you know when it was midday on sunday and um and yeah i think that's what i was searching for was more of a sense of serendipity than perfecting and as great as my photography my digital photography career has been i still don't feel i'm an expert if somebody asked me you know what would you expose that as I, I'm still winging it. I, I shoot manually. Yeah. I I couldn't teach anybody. I don't feel I know enough after 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so it suits me. You know, this kind of wing it, see what happens. It suits my personality. And I am still a 12-year-old in a 56-year-old body <laughs> at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm just going to go with that. You know, I'm not going to pretend anymore. I am just a, a child who knows nothing. And I, I want to enjoy it. That's a, 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 I have kind of a similar belief on that. Um, what do they call that? The beginner's mind or something? I'm not saying that correctly. Yes, the beginner's mind. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like that about, very much. something about discovery. There's something about, um, uh, I, I guess as I'm older, as, uh, you know, I embrace failure more. Um, yeah. It seems to be the pathway to uh, progression. It definitely, you're, you're spot on, I believe. I Yeah. I'm I'm with you definitely. It's letting go, isn't it? That whole Buddhist thing of um, letting go of outcomes. Yes, letting go of outcomes. Yes, there's a great thing I I saw on on um, one of the social media things about uncertainty, and that young 
kids have uncertainty and that they live more authentically. And then when you're, yeah. when you're in your thirties and forties, you don't have much uncertainty and you live less authentically. And then when you get older, uh, near the end of your life, not, not the end, but you know, uh, we're not there. Yeah. But you have less <laughs> certainty and um, you actually live more authentically. Yeah. I think we, the older we get, the more willing we are to just go, okay, this is me. I am just going to be myself now. Right. No more pretense. Yeah. Um, so yeah. my thing about you is that it's what your stuff looks like. Um, and that's this, this, they asked us in this class, well, do a paper on somebody that we haven't gone over that you mm -hmm. admire their work. And um, I mean, the range of things that you create. Um, so my question is, is there a art, like an MFA background here? Is, is it that you had people in your life that were artists or? No, actually, I'm the odd one out in my family. I think I somehow was born into the wrong family. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, in, in my 30s, I, um, I ended up going down the, you know, the work in an office route because that's what my parents kind of guided me into. They just wanted me to be safe, you know, and have a paid job and all of that. Yeah. So um, I did that until I was oh, I don't know, 27 or something. And I always on the side, I was always going to evening classes doing various things. And one of them was pottery. Oh. And yeah, and I, I did like that. Um, and we had a, uh, what was she? She was like a, an artist in residence and she was teaching yes. us. And I just happened to make a slab teapot exactly the same as the one that she made for her degree show. Oh. And she just, she said to me, have you ever thought about doing a degree? And it instantly sent shivers down my spine. And I, I hadn't considered it at all. But the shivers told me I need to give up work and go back to art school. So I, I literally I moved back to Norfolk, which is where I'm living now. And um, I spent five years studying and graduated with a first in visual study. So it wasn't even in photography. It was in any media you like. Mm-hmm. But we had dark rooms still at art school. Digital was still in its infancy. Mm -hmm. um, and I enjoyed that process very much, photograms as well. And I actually ended up making all sorts of things that would either rot or I could bury, you know, clay things, textiles, things made out of natural media that would disintegrate or become compost or you know archaeology for some future confused archaeologist to discover yeah. um and all that would remain was the photograph wow so that's how i honed in on photography really and it was all black and white you know i only did black and white at art school mm -hmm. um but really for me the the photograph was the memory of the thing that had been that's interesting. And was that always in your mind? Is that always the way you looked at what a photograph is? Um, I think I do more now since art school, actually. Well, I was blessed in a way at art school to have, I think there was three consecutive deaths within weeks. Surprise, you know, out of the blue. Wow. People I worked for or, um, you know, a cousin's husband. And it was quite a bizarre time because I hadn't experienced 
anything like that. I mean, there was nobody close to me in my family, but it was just a kind of repeated knock. And it was almost as if something was trying to wake me up. Mm. Um, and I think it was then, you know, when I went back to these houses and one of them, I used to go and house sit and, you know, garden for them. And while mm-hmm. I was doing my degree and the husband had died quite suddenly. And the, when the wife went away, I used to go and look after the house. But if I cleaned the bath and there was some of his hair in the, pl- in the plug hole, mm-hmm. I want, I wanted to keep it for her. I didn't, but I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it was that, that, you know, that kind of um, noticing that kind of feeling in me that made me start looking at photography in a different way. It made me realise how precious the photograph could be or that, you know, the leftover could yeah. be. If that makes sense? It does. It's a, it's a, a visual record that we were here. Yes. 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 And that uh, myself, my sister was always running around with the, we had an aunt um, who um, gave everybody super eight cameras back in the 1970s. Oh, I love those. Yeah. And my sister was always roaming around with it. And I would, her name is Vicky. And I'd say, Vicky, get that out of my face. You know, why do you take so many pictures? And, um, and and then myself, I, I began to realize why maybe um, in high school uh, for a similar reason, you know, uh, just a realization of our time here and how short it was. Yeah. And so for me, that's always been a huge uh, factor in photography, um, which kind of leads me to um, pinhole and um, what's the type of photography you're talking about where you can see the trail of the sun or the that's, So that's so- solographs. Yeah. You know, in that one image, you have all this time. I know. I know. It's, it is, isn't that incredible? It all is. those all those rotations around the sun as well. You know, it, it's um, there's a wonderful quote by I've forgotten his name. That'll come to me. Um, but he says something like, "You know, we're on a rock rotating around the sun. Mm-hmm. We're here." So just be happy that we're here. And if it's the, the solograph for me is a, a record of those, all of those rotations this planet has done around the sun. Right. And when, when you're actually on this planet, you just look at the sunrise and the sunset, don't you? But right. you forget that we're actually moving around it. Yeah, I never thought of it in that way, but that's really, that's really heavy. It's beautiful, isn't it? it yeah. I think solographs are just magical. They really are. There's some amazing solograph photographers on Instagram. Yes, I've seen some of that stuff. And the other thing about that, I mean, you're saying that, are you, you, um, how how are you archiving, say, if you make a solograph, is this something that's just going to fade away to nothing at some point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're scanning it and and that's how you're capturing that? Yeah, I scan it in and invert it and flip it. Mm and then I, I was keeping them all in a, like a black envelope. And then I thought, oh, what am I going to do with them? So some people do, they, they, they keep them, but I don't, I don't know. I have no reason to keep them again in that Buddhist sense of, you know, let it go. I've got a digital record of it. Just yeah. let them go. Um, everyone's different, I guess, at the end of the day. But, yeah, I don't keep them. Right. No, that's, that's wonderful. And, and that adds to your... Um story about what a photograph is to you about time and people. Yeah. 
that aren't here. History. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. How long have you been, you know, chasing this type of photography? Actually quite a long time. I always felt when I, you know, when I was at art school, I graduated and was immediately asked to teach at the art school and at City College. And I thought, well, God, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better. I'll just part-time teach and I'll part-time be an artist. And I really thought I'd be able to pursue it. But I stood up in front of the class at City College and I froze. I realised I couldn't teach. I, you know, I just didn't have that. I could do one-on-ones, which is what I was teaching at. At, um the art school which was great and I saw that through but I chickened out and just became a photographer <laughs> I did and now now is my time I tell you now is my time I'm on a roll now I'm I'm I want to give up my my digital photography and I just want to make art I rarely touch my digital stuff I, I, I for me it's partially p- the pandemic um but I think that it's less important to me for some reason. Um, I don't know why that is. Uh, mm. But this stuff really does sort of get its hooks into you, this oh, alternative photography. It? Yeah. It is. It's it's magic. It's alchemical. I don't know. It's just, it is a totally different opposite end of the scale. And it's, yeah, it, it's brought back the magic for me. It really has. And and have, have you messed with a digital camera much since you got into the, and has that alternative stuff, you know, spilled into the digital thing at all? Um, no, actually, I'm only using the digital cameras for documenting what I'm doing. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think that would happen? I mean, when you were doing um, social photography, I mean, was that gratifying, that process? Um, I was a bit of a victim of my own success, apparently. I, it just seemed to take off. I, was, I specialized in babies in the beginning, and um, I think I'd only been doing it for a year, and I was approached by a woman who ran a baby magazine um, that sort of, yeah, it was only only in England, you know, it wasn't, it didn't go abroad or anything, but she asked me to do her covers for her. And of course that just, my business just went from, Oh yeah. you know, it just went absolutely nuts. And then parents were asking me to shoot their weddings and I've been flown as far as Sri Lanka to shoot a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but all the time sort of knocking in the back of my mind was going, when are you going to, do art when are you going to do art when when's that going to happen so it's always been in the background I've always done sort of alternative stuff like studied I've been on Buddhist retreats and meditation retreats and mm-hmm. learned palmistry you know hand reading mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always had one toe in, a, in another world but I totally let work busy me and I never had, never gave it time until, you know, COVID struck. Behold, there's something positive about <laughs> about COVID here. Oh, so, really, is that right? So you so you you hit the you start hitting this kind of hard since the pandemic. Yeah, I was like, well, I can't do anything else. You know, can't do weddings, can't can't go around people's houses and photograph their families or 
you know, um, there's there's no no way any of that's going to happen. Brilliant. I'll just you surrender to to making art. And and that um, so you really you really work hard because you've produced a lot of you know beautiful things. Well, bless your heart. Thank you so much, Ken. It's really nice to hear you say that. Um, yeah, I think I probably do. I, although I don't feel, I mean, I, oh, I don't feel like I have, probably because part of me is feeling guilty that I'm not going to work, you know? Why, why, is uh, that, why does that make you feel guilty? That what, what is the relevance of that? Oh, it's probably just a hangover from, you, you know, my dad was always like, and he still is, you're busy, you're busy, yeah, of course you are, aren't you? Yeah, you're busy, keep busy, that's the best way, isn't it? Keep busy. <laughs> and, you know, I had a ridiculous work ethic, really. It's, it has been bonkers these last 20 years um, with my photography business. But now I'm, I'm, I'm still trying not to feel guilty about not going to work and not having to prove myself to my dad. I mean, isn't that bollocks i'm 56 for god's sake <laughs> right. um so yeah i mean now i've got a massively valid excuse i'm sorry but there's no weddings happening <laughs> i'm just gonna play <laughs> i mean i think that um for me personally i i believe that uh time is your only the only thing that you possess and I mean, what a wonderful way to spend your time, you know? Um, yeah, you're and why so spend right. Your, why spend your time doing something that you don't, that you're not 100% behind? Yeah, I know. I know. What What was that? Yeah, crazy. What was that about? Yeah. I think there's always this kind of, this kind of, um, I don't know if it's a British thing, but, you know, you need to grow up and get your mortgage and pay your mortgage and retire, and then you can have fun. Mm. So it's, it seems to be, you know, we're very much driven in that direction. I don't know if you you were as well. It's, I don't know. The, it's the same in the U.S. I think that's just the, um, you know, the motto of countries, you know, to keep you Capitalism. from making, Yeah, don't make yeah. too much trouble and invest in the country. You know, don't don't raise a stink, you know, just uh, get in debt, you know, make somebody rich and then, you know, die comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spot on (laughs) (laughs) so now you're fighting back because because i envision you uh, i'm surprised you're only doing one uh pinhole at a time i mean i i feel you know the 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 amount of work you're creating you know it's like you're on a mission or something you know um you're somehow everything you know i don't know how you're doing yeah well i i want to explore i i really do want to explore so much and i've had my, I've had my Instagram account for just over a year now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the, 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 the arty one, the, the pinhole and alternative photography one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I would say that, you know, for every image that I've got on there, there's probably 10 that haven't worked or haven't worked for me, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just I didn't want to be precious about it, and I didn't want to get technical because I don't think that side of my brain ever developed. The left side of my brain, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers, no, forget it. You know, anything you have to remember, no. Useless, yeah, useless information. Yeah, useless, useless. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, I um, 
I, I should, I, I normally, I do a little podcast and I should think of a, a final question. I, I, the only one I can think of is just process. I mean, what process are you working on, you know, currently? At the moment, I, I mean, I'm interested in natural dyes, you know, just using plants as dyes. Yeah. And then of course, I, I, I mean, I, I do a fair bit of sewing and, you know, I, I like sewing. I just like all these creative crafts really. Um, so I've been using um, dyes on fabric and I did dye quite a lot. We've got apple trees in the garden and I've used their twigs and the leaves and throughout the seasons and got slightly different colours from them. And this year I've been just using what's in season and I've made things like daffodil dyes, coreopsis flowers that I grew in the garden. I'm liking this kind of dyeing paper now painting you know coating it like you would for an anthotype yeah um but i'm i'm wondering what i can do without using acetate because of course you need to use acetate don't you to to put a photograph onto this dyed paper yeah so at the moment i'm actually just this past couple of weeks i've got into just sort of dotting with the dyes that I've made from daffodils and grass and nettles from the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessarily photographic, but they are going to die. They're going to die. They're going to fade, <laughs> these dyes. <laughs> They're going to die. Yes. Um, so, yeah, again, I think I'll be going back to what I did at art school and I will just be documenting these patterns that I'm creating. Um with these dyes on paper and I will be documenting them and then just letting the original fade. Mm-hmm. I'm not even thinking about how I'm going to sell them, despite how often my dad asked me, have you got anything to sell yet? <laughs> right. Now, isn't that, that's an interesting jag off, you know, the people, they f- see value in money. And so you yeah. must be, you're only doing something valuable if you're making money. That's it. And that's not my perception. I feel this is much more fulfilling for me. It won't pay the bills at the moment, but who knows? I, th- I am truly of the belief that if you do what brings you that feeling of joy and magic and serendipity and, you know, all of that, I do feel that eventually this will pay off. Something yeah. is going to, the more, the more you do it and the more you feel those feelings, the more likely you are to make your living from it. I feel it it's may, been a struggle. It, in some ways it already has, but not monetarily. Right. That's it. Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. But I believe it will eventually, you know, I'm, I'm every time I make something else, I'm having more ideas and I'm jotting them down, you know, and, and those ideas could go towards, you know, potentially making work for somebody with stuff from their garden or, you know. Uh, or uh, consulting. Would it, you know, you like one-on-one. I mean, you could uh, teach people who want to learn how to do this one-on-one how to do it. Uh, and, you know, that can be um, lucrative. I mean, this is sort of true. cutting edge, isn't it? This whole alternative, you know, photography thing. I, I feel that it is. It's it's almost like a step back into history, isn't it? But at the same time, it's um, it's an uprising. Yes, there is. A, a, the younger people are more into this than the older, which means it probably has a longer. You know, it's going to be around longer, and it might have some some passion behind it. Definitely, I I, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you. 
Mm-hmm. I really do. And I think, you know, maybe because we've got a few years on the youngsters, we can see yeah. something different in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, well, the things you make, they're just, uh, they just stand out. And that's why I wanted to contact you and you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk. Um, well, thank you. Thank you, Ken, for picking me. Um, I really appreciate it. I really do. So what's your, you mentioned the podcast. Oh yeah. It's called, um, I had a conversation. And that's um Oh I've seen that in your I've seen those words in your feed, I'm sure. Yeah, and that's um uh you know, wherever podcasts are at, like uh, uh Apple podcasts and Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Um Okay, I'm gonna look you up. They're they're a lot like this, except um I'm normally uh, you know, with the person and we just talk about things like art or um Oh cool. It's just random talks. There's really no structure to it. A I like lot of them. um Truck drivers like it because they have a couple hours to kill, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, nice. Yeah, but um, occasionally the conversation jags off into an interesting thing. Tangent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I again, I, I you know, maybe we can talk again, you know, in the future. And I'm going to be watching your stuff. Um, for now, this is the way people would see your thing is, um, I'm just going to tell the class, you know, would be, you know, through your IG account. Yeah, sure. Okay. I, I do have a, I do have a website as well, which is um, just suzannefossey.co.uk. I think there's a link to that in my. Yeah. That's on uh, your uh, yeah. file, right? Yeah. But that is going to change. I am going to, you know, get a portfolio together of more natural stuff, natural media um, and replace some of those pinholes that are on there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I look forward to watching what you make. Um, it's really, likewise, you know, made a likewise. difference for me to see your stuff. It really, uh, it's just so beautiful. There's so, and that's a terrible thing to say to an artist, but it's more than that, you know. Obviously, now speaking, I can see why it's so deep. There's a certain thing about your work that's um, very significant. Bless you. I like that. Thank you. That's so kind of you. Huh. <laughs> thank okay. you, Ken. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Suzanne, and um, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Yeah. Wicked. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye-bye.